Welcome to the podcast that brings you interviews, reviews, arts and entertainment news, all wrapped up in one place. You're listening to Art to Art with Amani Mo and very special guest, the Oscar-nominated actor Jeffrey Wright. American fiction is based on the book by Percival Everett, written over 20 years ago, but incredibly, the themes still resonate today. I still live in Tucson. What's wrong with Tucson? There's one gay bar and it's full of college kids. One of them asked me if I was Tyler Perry. I mean, Tyler Perry lives in Atlanta, right? Enter first-time writer-director Cord Jefferson, who just picked up a BAFTA for Best Adapted Screenplay to direct this satirical, charming film about family connections and disconnection, unresolved trauma, grief and racial stereotypes. Jeffrey Wright plays a writer called Monk who can't get his work sold for love nor money, and then he gets the idea to just play into the very racial stereotypes that have been holding him and his book publishing back. I caught up with this leading man, also a first-time Oscar nominee, to ask him about American fiction and how he goes about choosing such eclectic roles. Listen, Monk, you need some time off. Why don't you go back and spend a little more time with your family? You know that all successful writers are tormented by their families. You look fat. Okay. Welcome home, baby! How the fuck? I don't feel like much of a writer lately. Your books change people's lives. And something I've written never changed your life? Absolutely. My dining room table was wobbly as hell oh before your last book came out. It was like perfect. <laughs> I want to just spend one minute, if I can, without embarrassing you, before we talk about American fiction, just celebrating you, Jeffrey, because mm. you're such a brilliant actor. You pick such eclectic roles and you've done so many different things. I can't even list half of them, really. Would you say that, you know, in your earlier career, you were a bit more Centara than Monk, if we can bring it back to American fiction? Or would you say, you know, you've always been true to yourself as an actor when you're taking your roles? Always been true. I mean, it's a, I've tried to do work and play characters and tell stories that I wanted to tell because I thought they were important or interesting to me. I've tried to be creatively liberated to the extent that I could, which I think is what Monk desires, Mm. creative freedom and intellectual freedom. Sometimes you have to make pragmatic choices too, particularly after, you know, children are born into your life. And my children tended to eat every day, (laughs) multiple times. They insisted on clothes and things like this. So there were considerations that had to be made. And I would do, you know, do work. One that didn't take me away from home for too long and, and, you know, allowed me to pay for, you know, their many mouths full of food and, and, you know, and to clothe them and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's being true <laughs> to um, to myself in terms of the responsibilities that I have. And I think as well in terms of our film that Monk is living an absurd dual life and has written this piece that has become a monster in some ways that circles back to consume him. And, you know, he but I but at the same time, he does it out of spite, but he also accepts 
his success mm. out of a sense of responsibility to his family, particularly to his mother. So as far as the creative side, I've had the good fortune, particularly lately and also, at, you know, mostly, but not entirely early on to work on pieces that were wonderfully written about subjects that were meaningful and in the company of a wonderful group of artists. So I've had I've had good fortune. I tend to be pretty flexible in the way that I work. I try to not to retrace old steps. I like creating characters that I've never created before. It's kept me busy. And uh, yeah, I've managed to circumnavigate to or to navigate through some of the constraints that our business can impose on people. But I, you know, I have, you know, I got my bumps and scars too. Mm. The thing is, there is no shame. As you say, you've got mouths to feed. You have to do those things. That's called life as well, you know. And sometimes you've got to sacrifice what you want in order to have that life that you want to have. And I mean, the thing about monk. That you want to have for, you know, for your progeny. Any news? Editors. They want a black book. They have one. I'm black. And it's my book. Look at what they expect us to write. Would you read an excerpt? Yo, Sharonda, where you be going in a hurry like that? If and you gots to know, I was going to the pharmacy. Well, the story of American fiction has got a real wonderful dichotomy of that comedy, but not outright comedy. There's a real underlying bubbling of the kind of real offensive tropes and cultural stereotypes that, as a woman of colour, I have to endure and have endured throughout my career. I still remain positive. Somebody will value your work eventually. Well, he is on a journey of discovery. Uh, a journey of reconciliation. Uh, the film is very much his his wrestling with this idea of love, love of self, love of the other, love of family, and he's a bit, it's not an easy road for him, though. No, it's uh, yeah. And the family confines and the expectations that come with family, and yes. you know the ties as well, and also I think the. You know, there's something about family, you know, you can automatically, I do this with my brother, that, you know, as adults, you know, but even when we're together, sometimes we go revert back into these childhood, silly kind of arguments that we had as kids. And I see this in the film as well. And it's just really amusing. It ticks so many boxes in a way. And it, it really resonates with me, even though this story is 20 years old. Yeah, the issues are older and at the same time younger. Because they are still being born every day, unfortunately. I realize that we humans tend to like to repeat ourselves. Uh, It's just an odd phenomenon. We like to make the same mistakes over and over again generationally. So, But for me, what I was particularly drawn to in this story, yes, there's the social commentary around race and culture and, and identity. And there's, uh, you know, that's beautifully smartly drawn. But the family dynamics, I think, for me, represent the heart and the soul of this film. And I think they're in some ways extraordinary in their ordinariness. It's a family like any other family. It just happens to be populated by these mad, beautiful, (laughs) loving, dysfunctional, but at the same time, at times, functional black folks. But there's a universality to the drawing of that family that 
I think, I hope, will be welcoming to people across backgrounds. What do you see in my brother? He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's not funny. No, not ha-ha funny. No. Like, sad funny. Okay. Like a three-legged dog. I see it now, like somebody dying on a toilet. Invariably, you you go too far. You think? I don't think (laughs) I go far enough. Becoming hurtful. See? You know, invariably, you you, you go too far. (laughs) You got a kiss, man. (laughs) Look at you, just by being pathetic. God bless. Hey. (laughs) I saw the film for the first time with an audience in Brooklyn, and I looked up at one point. First, I made my peace with the film. That's always a process for me because I tend to be kind of neurotic in the way that I work. But I looked up at the screen and I said, wow, look at these beautiful people. It was, you know, it's a portrait of a family that we don't often see in, you know, American cinema. And it's certainly not one that I have been asked to be a part of before. I had never been asked to play those, those notes before. So we so enjoyed the opportunity to do that. And, uh, and and I look forward to getting it out and, and, and for people in unexpected ways to find a bit of themselves inside of it and to find a you know little slice of home inside, you know, inside that aspect of the story. Yeah. But yeah, but going back to your point too about this film being funny but not necessarily a comedy, I think that it is in some ways this the satire is really tragedy in disguise mm. <laughs> something's got to give if they want stereotypes i'll give them one what is this deadbeat dads rappers crack and black right nobody's gonna publish this just want to rub their noses in it we love it what it is very uh black yes that's it i'm happy you said it and not me (laughs) it's the necessity or the things that drive him to the absurdity of his (laughs) of you know of his life are just so in some ways unfortunate and and perhaps perverse even (laughs) well it certainly will resonate with all audiences and i really really loved american fiction it's absolutely fantastic thank you so much jeffrey it's such a pleasure to have a chat with you thank you so much appreciate your time we sold a book no we believe mr lee has written a bestseller it's a joke the most lucrative joke you've ever told now is stag a pseudonym yeah mr lee can't use his real name is this based on your actual life yeah can i ask what you were in for was it murder you said that, not me. They ran 300,000 copies. Your books changed people's lives. They're offering $4 million for the movie rights. Yes! The dumber I behave, the richer I get. You just heard my art to art with the Oscar-nominated actor Jeffrey Wright. I absolutely love the film American Fiction from start to finish. From the broken family dynamics through to the warmth and spirit of the film, it's just so relatable in every single way. I'm sure many of us have encountered being held back in life or work, and the themes really resonate with the here and now. 
In American fiction, Wright has a role of a lifetime where we get to observe an acting masterclass alongside his screen brother, Sterling K. Brown. The two have amazing, unwavering chemistry, earning them both recognition from the Academy for their performances. So, if you want to watch a movie that makes you laugh and think, then American Fiction has it all. It's nominated for a total of five Oscars this year, and it's still available in UK cinemas now. You're listening to Art to Art with Amani Mo and very special guest, the Oscar-nominated actor, Jeffrey Wright. If you've enjoyed the pod, please do share the love and you can check out Art to Art. That's art, the number two, art.podbean.com. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. I've been your host, Amani Mo. Until next time, see ya.